0: Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoyed listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Now when we normally think of the scriptures that pertain to Christmas, we think of passages like Luke chapter 2 that Addie and Amanda just read. We think of... The decree from Caesar that all the world should be taxed, and, and how the angel came to Mary and told her she was going to have a baby, and, and they, they go to Bethlehem, and there's no room in the inn. That's what we think of. And we also think of Matthew. In Matthew, you have the angel that comes to Joseph and says, Don't be afraid to take your wife Mary to yourself. She's with child, and it's not yours, but it's okay. It's of the Holy Spirit. you imagine what Joseph must have thought? Uh, sure, I'll, I'll trust you, angel. <laughs> but, but it is. In Mark, we don't have anything like that. We don't have infancy narratives. It just jumps right in in the middle of the ministry. But in John, what we see... John, he does have something that pertains to Christmas... But he goes way, way, way further back. In many of the songs that we sang, we talked about Jesus our Emmanuel. We talked about God with us. We talked about the incarnate deity. Hail the incarnate deity. That was in one of the songs we just sang. That's what comes from John. John here talks about the fact that we as Christians believe, as the Bible teaches, that Jesus didn't just begin... Christmas 2000 years ago. Jesus didn't just begin whenever he was born there in a, a stable and laid in a manger. No, Jesus was the pre-incarnate Christ. Jesus existed from all eternity past. As the second person of the Trinity, the word of God who was with God and who was God from the very beginning of time and yet this word who was God himself just as Emmanuel says God with us God became flesh and dwelt among us let's read John chapter 1 beginning in verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God for from his fullness we have received grace received grace upon grace for the law was given through Moses grace and truth came through Jesus Christ no one has ever seen God the only God who is at the father's side he has made him known let's pray father we thank you for your word We thank you for the scriptures that we read. We read about you and how you have revealed yourself to us. And Lord, we thank you for the incarnate word, the word who became flesh and dwelt among us. Lord, we thank you that you did that. And Father, we pray that uh, you would be with us tonight. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. And Lord, I pray that you give me strength in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to try to go much quicker than normal. Uh, I, I, would, uh, I, would, uh, I would probably take all of 30 minutes if I, if I... But I don't want to keep us here that long. <laughs> In the beginning was the Word. This echoes Genesis 1-1. Genesis 1-1 that says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But here it says, In the beginning was the Word. Before creation, before anything was made, in the beginning was the Word. What is this Word? Well, the next line says, and the Word was with God. From all eternity past, this Word was someone who was with God, who was distinct from the Father. Yet, the next line says, and the Word was God. This begins to start to blow our minds, doesn't it? The word was with God, and so by saying with, we would think they're distinct, separate, right? And at the same time, it said the word was God. And this is where we get the doctrine of the Trinity in Christianity. God is three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each one are distinct from one another, yet they are one God. That is what we see here in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. That is the second person of the Trinity. Jesus Himself in His pre-incarnate form. The Word was with God from all eternity past. He had no beginning, just as the Father Himself had no beginning. Jesus had no beginning. And He was God. And in the beginning, He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Who is that talking about? It's talking about the Word. This Word of God that was with God, that was was God, that was Jesus Christ in His pre-incarnate form, made all things. Everything you look out at. Everything that we see in front of us, all the the plants and the animals, all, all things everything that you look at under a microscope, all those, the, the uh, amoebas and, and uh, viruses and all of those things. I know we don't like to think about viruses, but God made them. God made all things. From the biggest things to the stars to the smallest things like amoebas. God made it all. And it says the Word. All things were made through Him, through the Word. Through Jesus. Jesus is the one who made it all. And without him, not anything was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. In Jesus was life. In the word was life. As Paul says in Colossians, in Him we live and move and have our being. I just said that wrong. It wasn't in Colossians. It was in Acts chapter 17. I didn't think of that this morning. In Acts chapter 17, in Him we live and move and have our being. All things consist through Him. If we have life within our breath today, it is because Jesus sustains us. In Him, in the Word of God, in the second person of the Trinity, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. We live in a great darkness. Since Adam and Eve and their first sin, we have all sinned after them. We have brought a great darkness into the world. And we experience all kinds of results of the curse. The curse that we read about in Genesis chapter 3. We experience death, pain, sickness, toil, pain, all of those things because of the brokenness of this world. But there was a light that shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. I'm going to skip over a couple of verses that talk here about John, and and I would talk a little bit about the prophetic witness that pointed towards Jesus coming. But I'm going to pass up to verse 9, and it says, the true light, that is, Jesus, He was the true light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And by true here, He doesn't mean as opposed to false, saying true and false, but I believe he, he's talking about here it's the true, it's, it's the, the real, the reality behind everything. He is that One. He is the true light which gives light to everyone and He came into the world. He was born as a baby in Bethlehem, laid in a manger. The Word became flesh. He came into the world. Verse 10, He was in the world and the world was made through Him and yet the world did not know Him. Just think about it. That little baby in the manger, He was in the world and the world was made through Him. Everything was made by the person who this little baby was. It's miraculous. It is the greatest miracle of all of history that God, the one who made the world, would make Himself so small and fit into time and space to come and live with us, to speak to us, to show us how we can have life, how we can be reconciled to God, how we can live with Him. Verse 10 He was in the world and the world was made through Him and yet the world did not know Him. He came to His own and His own people did not receive Him. Talking about He came to the Jewish people, the people whom God had been revealing that there was a coming Messiah coming and they didn't receive Him. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave them the right to become children of God. We all live in darkness because of our sin. We all live in a state that is enemies of God, at enmity with God. We, we live in a state in which we are broken, yet when we have received Jesus, when we have believed on Him, He gives us the right to become children of God. We were once enemies, yet He becomes our Father He adopts us as his children, when we believe in his name, when we receive him as a gift. it's, it's, It's important that it says who receive him. I think what it's indicating whenever it says you receive him, it's that it is a gift. You receive a gift. We're all about giving gifts at this time of the year. We're giving gifts to everyone. And when you get one, you receive it. We don't pay anything for those gifts. You know? I give Addie and Amanda and Josh gifts for Christmas. They don't have to work it off. Say, so, well, how good do I have to be this year to get anything for Christmas? No. But he He gives it freely. It is a gift who as many as received Him, who believed in His name, that's all there is, Believe in His name, He gave the right to be children of God. And then verse 14 here, we have this big, awesome miracle. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God who made the world, the Word, the second person of the Trinity, He made everything and He became flesh. saying flesh, it it, it kind of loses something. Because in reality, uh, I think the Greek looking at this, it would have the kind of shock that we would say if if we said the the Word became meat. It's shocking to us. Can you imagine the Word? God, who was infinite in all of His perfections, became meat. Became flesh and bone. Became frail, someone who who could break a bone, who could get a cold, who could have all kinds of things happen to them, who could get tired, who would need to sleep, who would need to eat to sustain his body. The one who was perfect in all of his perfections, who did not need anything. He was perfectly happy for all eternity past, had no need of anything, yet he became a little baby who would die if he was abandoned? He became flesh. He became vulnerable. He became just like you and me. And the Word became flesh and he dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of great grace and truth. John says it is important here that we get this, we have seen His glory. This is not some abstract philosophical concept that someone just came up with. Oh, just kind of reasoning from the world as it is, looking around and saying, well, I see there's a problem with the world, and, and we, we all seem to do things that are bad, and we need forgiveness for this, so, oh, I bet there's a good God out there somewhere who's going to send His... Son. It didn't come up like, like some kind of a philosophical abstraction. Nothing would have ever... No, man would have never come up with something like this to come up with a, a, prob, a, a solution to our sin problem. John here says, we saw Him! We saw Him. We beheld His glory. John here was one of the three. John, Peter, and and James. They saw Him as He went up on the mountain of transfiguration. And He shone. He showed Moses and uh, Elijah were there with Him. And He began to shine. And those three people saw Him as He revealed who He was to them. This is not just something that somebody came up with because they thought it was a good idea. This is eyewitness testimony about who Jesus was. Again, we come back and we talk a little bit about John the Baptist. John bore witness of Him and cried out, this was He of whom I said, it was. He who comes after me ranks before me because He was... Before before me here john john was jesus cousin probably john and jesus you know mary if you read the luke account in luke chapter 1 mary you know she finds out that she's pregnant with child from the holy spirit she goes to visit elizabeth her kinsman and elizabeth is of course john's mother and john leaps within the womb because he's so overjoyed. Even within the womb, he realizes that the Messiah is there with him. So John was his older cousin. You might, you might think about, about people that, that you know that are, 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 you're maybe a little bit older than. Oh, he's just a little guy, right? Just a little guy. No. John here says, he, even though I'm older than him, even though I, my ministry comes before his, He's better than me. That's what John says. He's better than me because he was before me. John was born first. Well, that doesn't matter because John realizes he was the pre-incarnate Word of God. And then finally, as the law came through Moses, was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one ever has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, He has made him known. You might quibble over the idea that it says here, no one has ever seen God. If you read in Genesis or it actually in Deuteronomy, where, where it talks about uh, Moses going up on the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, to receive the law, it says there there's a passage where Moses speaks to God face to face. But if you read the account, it says that. Moses had to stand as God passed by him and he could only see the backside. But even more than that, everything we see in the Old Testament, the most high and exalted vision of God that we see pales in comparison to what we have in Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side the only begotten God, the only begotten Son of God, the Word who was made flesh, who was at the Father's side, who came down, lived among us, He has made Him known. Do you want to know God? We might say, well, no one has ever seen Him. And that is right. No one has ever seen Him except He has revealed Himself. The One who was from all eternity stepped out of heaven, became a human being, the greatest miracle that ever was, and came to die in our place. This is not a philosophical speculation. This is not man-made religion. This is revealed revelation that God became man and spoke to us, and died for us, became flesh. And that is what Christmas is all about. We think about giving gifts under the tree, and we think Jesus is the greatest gift of all. Let's think of that all the more tomorrow when we realize that God who was made the universe became flesh, and dwelt among us, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could receive the gift of salvation. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com, or you can like us on Facebook